For as long as the consciousness, what is known as the Buddha mind, remains free from identification with what is perishable, as long as it stays there, then the mind will be a servant, never a friend. It's not important to regard mind as friend. That is a duality. But it is in service to the truth. But as soon as the consciousness somehow falls into the state of delusion, in the hypnosis that I am the body, and thereafter I am the conditioning, I am the doer of actions and the thinker of thought, then the mind will arise with great force, and it will intimidate the identity that is formed uh, upon the consciousness. Who can see the grace of this? Who can see the grace on this? Because once it is formed the identity with personality, personhood, it is longing to perpetuate its existence in that modification that I am the body-mind. Therefore, there is suffering. And there is no enduring peace. Therefore, the whole game of existence, or opportunity of existence, or the impulse the impetus of existence is for the consciousness to reawaken to its original, unassociated being. Because once it's in association with the perishable, it knows suffering, dreams, projections only. This is why it projects and dreams, because the actuality of the manifestation experience on the basis I am the body is too painful. So it has to dream, has to project. The one who sees does not dream, need not dream. All this is called the dream of God, while we are in the state of identity, of being persons. When one awakens to the truth, all this is that. Intelligence tells us to move away from what causes suffering, or make use of what causes suffering, to gain your liberation. But if you are attached to what causes suffering, we perpetuate and contribute also to our own sense of suffering. One should learn from the lessons in life while we are under the spell of the dream. The intelligence is always there, because we are greater as the being and lesser as the <coughs> ego. But if we fall in love merely with our projections, we go more deeply in sleep. There are some facilitators of sleep, of varying strengths. Some will just give you relaxation. Some will give you sleep. Some will put you under so deep that they can remove your leg and you will not know it. Don't go to sleep like this in the mind. 
for rebirth will be your history and your future, to go to sleep like that. When one feels some appeal, attraction for the true teachings, true teachings being that which brings you again into spaciousness, into freedom, into love, into loving-kindness, into openness. When one follows that, when one is devoted to that in the heart, already one is free. One is free. This is the whole world of spirituality put in a nutshell. It has to be put in a nutshell so that we see both ends of it. Otherwise, we are lost in details and not seeing the big picture. Spirituality, if it means anything, expands your view from just being local as a person to universal, because the capacity, the potential is in us to open our universal eyes. If we adhere or attach ourselves to a person, you live always in local identity. You always refer to yourself as a person. Your I will always be a complex. Your I notion, your I self will become a complex rather than a freedom. Therefore, you choose. There are many ways that we are choosing, but we are not conscious of our choosing. It doesn't seem to be conscious or deliberate choice. But the choice that comes through complacency, through desiring what is false, these are choices also. The simple way I can say, don't worry about this. First, put your attention, if you are able to put your attention, to observe, to contemplate, to recognize and to verify that your true position is that of the ultimate seeing, which is free of attachment and free of need. If you can confirm this in yourself, that state is already called the Buddha, the Christ consciousness, the Krishna consciousness. It is the same thing. All these possibilities, all these range is in us. We are not a fixed thing. We are not an object. We are the ever expanding, as it were, in the realm of duality, where that uh, subjectivity in expression as expansiveness, as growth, as progress. But in truth, our real nature is unchanging awareness. Let our minds be baptized in that wisdom. Or if not yet wisdom, at least in the yesness of the heart that takes you to that wisdom. For the one who is identified with the body-mind, the mind becomes a very cunning realm, full of untruths. Subtler and subtler they, they are. And if you are attracted to what is real, to what is true, your powers of discernment will develop, will heighten, will deepen, so as that you will not be caught by the traps of the mind. It is a splendid game, because we have in us the ability to transcend. As soon as we manifest as consciousness, we love totally are devoted to the life, because we are addicted to experience, 
And the reason why we're addicted to experience is because we like variety, we love the contrast, we love even the uncertainty, even the unpredictability <coughs> of life is exhilarating for our consciousness. We simply enjoy to even compete all these aspects. We enjoy for a while until we begin to suffer them. Then when you begin to suffer them, enough stimulation is there for search for something beyond suffering. You begin to see the game. It's beautiful. And it becomes more mm, exposed the more you become more true. It becomes more clear, more simple actually. It's very simple. It moves from a game to just pure manifestation. For the pure joy, you saw the pure love of the exhibition of this universe. But while we are in sleep, we are under the notion of being mere persons, it will not be clear for us. It is said that our parents bring us up, but more our minds bring us up, our tendencies bring us up more consistently than our parents, because they are always with you. When we make God our parent, when you make truth your parent, everything goes well. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Om Shivaya, Om Papaji Ki Jai.